pretty much the only prerequisite. Um, hello, everybody, and welcome to Unbothered by Ty Rivera, uh, coming to, to you from high atop Ty Rivera Studios, a.k.a. Casa de Bijou. Bijou is currently chewing on an alligator treat, her and Jerry, so they're occupied right now and quiet. Yesterday, I posted on Facebook that uh, having dogs was exhausting some days, and I think about giving them away, and then a few people took that seriously, which, you know, I kind of meant. I mean, like, I wouldn't give them away, but I think about it sometimes, because it's just me, and we had to go get shots that day. There was just stuff going on. Anyway, today, our guest is Mr. Terrence Washington. Hi, Ty. Give it up for Terrence Washington, everybody. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> oh, man, this is a pleasure, and this is an honor. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, no, I'm glad you were able to do it. I know we've been trying to, we're talking about having you on, and so I was glad that uh, yesterday I hit you up, but you were, do you live in Ventura? I live in Ventura, yeah. Okay, yeah. so uh, do, were you doing keynote or doing a spot out there? Uh, I actually went to Santa Barbara and did a spot. Okay, yeah, I hear there's some good stuff in Santa Barbara. I just haven't made it out there yet. Santa Barbara can be very interesting in the aspect of that when you think you have one idea of what Santa Barbara is, but when you go and do comedy there and you're in the places, it's a whole nother animal. Like, most of the audience I had last night were, like, cholo gangbangers with neck tattoos and, like, Chuck Taylors on, so it was... Yeah, that's similar to Ventura because Ventura has Oxnard right there. And yeah. when you do Ventura Harbor Comedy Club, like you get some wine drinkers and that type. But then other than that, it's like Cholo Chola type. Yeah, you just see a bunch of I, I, the last show I did at the Harbor. You look out into the audience. It was nothing but Cowboys and Raiders jerseys. And dudes with like the Cowboys logo tattooed on the side of their head. Yeah, they're serious with it. It's like my uncles. <laughs> That's basically what my uncles are. Like people wonder why I'm the way I am. And if they could see my family, they'd have a better idea of, you know. I think if people seen all of our families, they would have a better idea of who we were. Because I got that kind of family too. Yeah. Is that it like thugged out gangsta ass families so. yeah and people just see you at stand-up like you know at shows uh open mic shows um before we go any further uh how long have you been doing stand-up uh almost two years i have uh january 6th is my comedy birthday okay and yeah. you started I'm, here I'm a in bit la of a baby yeah so, well uh, there's a lot of the comics you know a lot of there's a lot of people that are just getting into comedy right now and sometimes those are the best people to talk to because it's not just industry talk. Sometimes when you talk yeah. to comics that have been doing it for a while, everything they talk about is like, oh, I was doing this set. I was doing. Yeah, you know. it's like you ask them, like, how you been? And they immediately start rattling off projects or, you know, it's like, no, I'm asking how have you been as a person? Yeah. You know? <laughs> projects, uh, resumes. Yeah. It just gets. Like, yeah, it's uh, like. So it's like, so yeah, how you been, man? Uh, Yeah, I'm prepping and just did my submission for the riot, L.A. riot, and, you know, I'm on the road, you know, on the 26th, and I'm just like, oh, okay, yeah, I'm asking how are you really? And they give you the weirdest look when, you know, you ask them, like, how are you really? Like, no, I'm asking as a person's like, huh? Yeah, one thing I found, though, is a lot of comics don't have a life outside of 
stand up and just being at the, the mics and the shows, True. you know, like it's weird to me because I, I always wonder where they draw from as far as writing. Yeah. But I guess, uh, you know, I guess that's if that's what they want to do, then I, you know, and, and it's one of those things like I feel you because I try to have myself a life out of comedy, uh-huh. you know, relationships, you know, a job just friends i my friends outside of comedy i have my comedy friends and i have my civilian friends you know and my regular folks i go see like i have friends who have never been to one of my shows and it's okay yeah the mo- most of my normal friends very rarely go to a show uh non-comic friends and when they do, I make sure it's a good one because I don't want them to get that idea, you know, where it's because <clears throat> I get asked to do bringers in the non-bringer form, like yeah. just for me to go and perform. Yeah. So, you know, a lot of times I can say I'm going to be at the comedy store or the improv, but it's not one of the official shows. It's yeah. independently produced. So, yeah. you know, they're, they'll have to sit through like 10 comics. <laughs> And see me go up for seven minutes, you know. Those are rough, man. Yeah. Those are, that, I always laugh. It's like, I always, you know, say, if you ever want to lose somebody real quick, a fan of somebody that came to see you, bring them to a bringer show. Oh, yeah. Or something where it's going to be a bunch of comics on it, you know, that are green. And they have to sit through the 20th one. And a lot of the producers, they'll have you by you being so skillful from what I see, they'll have you towards the end to go out with a bang. And, you know, after people have sat through like eight shitty comics in a row. Yeah. They'll have me go dead last sometimes. <laughs> if I'm lucky, they'll have me go up in the middle. But the problem is I, my friends want to stick around and talk to me after the show. Yeah. So, and they don't want to be rude. So instead of just leaving in the middle, they're obviously going to stay, you know, would stay. And so, I just learned quickly, like, this isn't the way to uh, have my friends see me. So I'll have them come out to, like, Comedy Juice or one of those yeah. shows. And then, you know, they get to be excited when they see, like, Chris Rock shows up every once in a while or yeah. Dane Cook even. That Louis C.K. showed up. Oh, yeah, yeah. The last one. Yeah, man, and my boy Alex Dwong was hosting. That was his first time. Shouts out to him. Oh, Alex Dwong him. from Wings. I love Alex Dwong. He's great. Um, oh, yeah, that's my people. Yeah, was he, I didn't know he finally got to, well, I shouldn't say finally because he's pretty new, um, but I didn't know he got to host Comedy Juice. Yeah, he got to host it. I, I was so happy for him because, you know, I know how bad he wants to advance in the game and how seriously he takes the craft. He's Asian. Yeah. So Asians come in with a different mindset to comedy. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. You know, their parents really do push them. And, like, as soon as they say they want to do comedy, a lot of times their parents aren't the most supportive. So it's no. like, okay, you have to hurry up and try to start making money. Yeah, they're like, you you, you, you not be doctor? Yeah, what? exactly. You, you not be lawyer? You No, uh-uh. Yeah, I trust me. Uh, <laughs> uh, the girl I'm dating is Asian. So, you know, and, like, her whole family, you know, they, her mom, they know what I do. And, uh-huh. you know, they, they know, you know, I'm a little successful at it and becoming more and more, and, you know, that I'm making some headway. But the mom's always on her like, you know, what if what if he doesn't make it? 
what's the other plan? What's your plan? Like, you know, and yeah, that's got to make it rough. Um, what, what do you do anything outside of comedy? Uh, as far as, uh, work wise or yeah, I, um, I work at a flooring company. Okay. And you know, uh, boss is pretty good about hours, you know, and everything. And you know, it's fine. It, it's, but but the weird thing is is that I'm the only minority in the entire company. Really? So outside of that is just white people. Yeah, like I'm I'm literally. I I know I'm an affirmative action hire. Let's just <laughs> let's just call it for what it is. Like I, I work in a pretty conservative area and everybody's wearing cowboy boots <laughs> and the big belt buckles and then you see me so it's like yeah i would i would have assumed in flooring there would be a lot more latinos uh no not not where i work okay yeah you, you would think but no like this place is this place is pretty milk toast <laughs> are they are and are they like completely cool or do they still treat you somewhat like an experiment or what's it like Honestly, they stay the hell out of my way. And that's pretty much the way I like it. I know what I am, you know what I'm saying? And I'm okay with that. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, it's like, cool. I'll sit in my office, get this easy money, watch old Beastie Boy music videos on, on, on a computer or NFL now, and it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> work on my stand-up you know say comment on facebook yeah well that's that's always great when you can chill on facebook and have fun during your day well not fun but you know not yeah. have to just be consumed with whatever you're doing for the day how do you identify are you do you consider yourself black african-american both neither what's your you know what i honestly like i consider myself black and that's because of just, you know, without getting into the whole whole matter, uh Afri- the term African American, it, it wasn't really we black people didn't create it. Mm-hmm. You know, some white sociologist was like, Hey, we're gonna call them African American and you know, black is something that we call ourselves. Yeah, well, that's something that's happened a lot where white people will rename us and then we're all just supposed to go with it. And it's like, no, this is what's politically correct. This is what you're supposed to be. And it's like, how, why are you telling me what I'm supposed to be? And how did you become the authority on me and my people? Exactly. And especially when in a lot of cases, we all can't even agree amongst ourselves what that's, exactly it is. That's true because like, I, it's funny, man, sometimes... I'll refer to myself as black and, you know, and it's funny around older black people and older white people, older white ladies. I'm like, yeah, I'm black. And they're like, don't say that. Like, (laughs) what? the? (laughs) It's (laughs) African-American. Yeah. The four old white people, they just got shook into it and they've learned that they can get in a lot of trouble. It's kind of weird. Bless their hearts, though. Like, I, you know. My best friend from back home, you know, best friend of like 18 years, you know, guy named Keith. I don't really want to air him out over here because he's like this conservative, like Pentecostal preacher and everything and like pro-Trump supporter and everything. It's really a crazy dynamic. You would never think we were best friends. And uh, his grandmother, you know, Mima, she's like 94 and she 
she's she's a wonderful lady, but you know, and she's one of those old people you can kind of tell that just you know, they 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 they're afraid. They 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 mean well. They don't want to offend anybody. And she's like, "Oh my goodness, I just love you, Terrence. I tell all my friends about you." I'm like, "Keith has the sweetest little colored friend." And she's like, "Oh my god, I wasn't supposed to say colored. I'm sorry." <laughs> And I'm like, it's okay, Mima. It's fine. You know, she's like, oh, thank goodness. I, I'm so sorry, baby. I didn't mean it. I really didn't. Mean it. Yeah, well, that's the thing with a lot of the old people. And I sometimes hear young white people go on these rants about, you know, their grandparents and stuff like that. And it's kind of like, I don't really mind so much what words people use as long as the int- intention is good. And that's it. You know, and so, like, eventually you can get the different words or terms down. Yeah. But, like, you know, if you've already, if your heart has already changed. Yeah. And my thing is, is, like, you know, I I grew up in the deep, in the deep south. So, you know, I grew up in the Bible Belt. Yeah, where were you? In Louisiana. Oh, okay. And New Orleans and, you know around the new orleans area like uh-huh. in the city then you know as i got older moved to the suburbs of new orleans and everything and just that that's where i was at before i came here and uh it's it's one of those things man that you know older white people just in the deep south a lot of them aren't these gun-toting just like racist rednecks who are just like intolerable, like flaming backwards bigots that they get portrayed on TV. Oh, I know. Yeah. Well, that's, that's one of the things most people don't get is that some people really just were raised in a different time and that was considered completely normal back then. And they just went with it because that's what they were always raised believing and then once they were taught better, they started trying to do better. Yeah. And that's and that's pretty much it. And like and you know, then on top of that, it was just like there were just a lot of white people that, you know, they whenever they grew up in a certain just social setting, you know, if they said boy or, you know, colored didn't necessarily mean they hated your guts or that you know they were trying to offend you it was just one of those things where they meant well but it was just like hey it's how i was raised here it is you know don't judge me or sorry i'm trying to work on it and it's just like okay i give you a pass you know anybody who in my in my opinion if you're above 70 and you say colored all right, you know what I'm saying? But yeah. if you're like my age and you, you, you're saying colored or, you know, you're trying to, you know, drop the N-bomb and all that stuff in an unironic way, pretty much like a bunch of the damn open mic comics. Oh, well, yeah, that's the, the problem with open mic comics, especially the ones that call themselves progressive because they have decided that with their new rules, they're allowed to say or say certain things because they're being ironic, because they're being silly. And it's like, you know, and it's like, no, yeah, no, no, nobody's that, buying you. Yeah, that. No, nobody just cut it out. You cannot. I'm like, just be like a decent white person and say the shit in your car with the windows rolled up <laughs> with a rap song like ghetto boys and Drake. Can you do that, please? Just <laughs> don't. Just don't say it. I know you like I know they say it. I know they say it. Oh yeah. I know they say it when they're not in the company of black people. 
but don't say it around me. I, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, yeah. Well, that's a big thing with me. Where I've said it on stage before where it's just like the only difference between L.A. and any place else is that in L.A., people will keep their racism to behind closed doors. Yeah. In a lot of places that you go, people will just say whatever they want to say. Like, I'm from Arizona, and people Ooh. say whatever they want to say pretty much any time, you know? Yeah, it's Arizona. Yeah, they, it, man, that Arizona, that's rough, man. Like, yeah, it, it's pretty much like, I call it like the Alabama of the West. Yeah, well, it's, but then also same kind of thing. Like, a lot of people have you know progressed and but it's just a little but bit. i don't say it as a bad thing but you know like arizonians they don't they're like southerners in a lot of ways they don't give a damn you know yeah well we still have waffle houses so, oh. <laughs> so any place you oh. have a waffle house you're probably gonna have open racism <laughs> you know what if i could have a hash brown from the waffle house right now like it would so be worth being called a nigger, just like, <laughs> like you like those hash browns, nigger. Like, mm-hmm, yes, sir, they're they're delicious. <laughs> Cheese, uh, eggs, and raisin oh, toast. Oh, that's my that's my meal at the Waffle House. Oh, that's yours. Yeah, yeah, the cheese, eggs, and raisin toast, and the uh, sausage patties with like the egg on toast. Yeah, and the cheese. Ah, oh, I haven't had Waffle House since I left the South. And like, grits. I, uh, at Waffle House, oh, I always get a side of grits. You the grits? Well. Yeah, but I'm not like... Uh, oh, you're a brave man. Southern grits uh, are... You guys are cheese, grits, and pepper. Cheese, salt, pepper, butter. But, you know, being in New Orleans and Louisiana, we, we take it one step further. We'll put shrimp, all kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, I've never had... An, like, in Arizona, the people that I knew and the way I have them is always just butter and syrup. Syrup, yep, and, and grits, yep, they're really what? good and sweet. And but you know, like a lot of syrup, just All go right. crazy I'm with like, it. Look at you, he's like diabetes be damn. Like, I'm <laughs> I'm going for this, but shit, you keep your you, you in shape, like you know, so you ain't got nothing to worry about. You can live a little, it's just once in a while. That's the, the reason, you know, once in a while, I, 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 I go crazy. I, I just gorge myself on it, like <laughs> that. That that's my problem. I work out. Like, I lift weights, you know, four or five t- five days a week. Uh-huh. But I love to eat, like, you know, and I just, I put it away. Yeah, I do cardio um, and weights, like, five, six days a week. Okay. And then I watch my eating, if I'm lucky, five days a week. Sometimes I'm good in six days a week, and then the there's the one cheat day, which is Sunday. Sunday is always a cheat day. Oh, okay. But okay. once in a while, it'll, you know, like I'll be out on a Thursday with friends, and we'll just decide to have something to eat. And, I, you know, I work out so much that I'm not going to give myself a hard time about that. It's like, yeah, I'm going to eat whatever we're eating tonight. And, and that, dude, and that's cool. And, I mean, you must got hella good metabolism because you yeah. You know, it's just really the cardio that does. It's better, like, more than my metabolism because I've had, you know, points in my life where I've not worked out and gained quite a bit of weight. At one point, I was 40 pounds heavier. Really? Yeah, and I really feel like my body wanted to keep going. You know, it was like, keep going, (laughs) keep going. Just go with it. (laughs) We like this. Oh, hell yeah. Then I had to use, you know. A little bit of uh, leverage to get myself out of a couch one day 
and I was like, okay, this has to ha- stop. Oh, did you make the noise? Yeah. They're like, there was that, a, oh. Yeah. <laughs> but I rocked it. Yeah, you have to rock. Because <laughs> I, I, I have to do that if I'm in too deep of a couch. And a couch, like, I probably have to get up. Whenever I get up from here, and I'm going to have to rock. And just kind of, like, use the momentum to, like, throw myself. Yeah. And people don't realize, like, on my frame, 40 pounds is a lot, you know. Like, yeah. for, so for me to have been in a place where i was like you know okay this is gotta so then i see why you you are religious about your workout with your body and everything man because yeah it's it's a slippery slope you ain't lying but damn it's so tasty on the way down it really is (laughs) shit it's tasty on the way (laughs) down it is tasty on the way down man like i you know full disclosure like i before I stopped, like, as I was coming here, I smelled a burrito just wafting through the air on the fl- on the freeway of all places. And I'm, like, was so tempted to just stop and get a burrito. That's why when I texted you, I was like, you want anything? Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to my all-the-time life. I'm Mexican, <laughs> and I always smell burritos and stuff in this area. And it's always, like, the urge to be like, you know, I don't really need to diet like this. Yeah. I'm too skinny i don't think i'm healthy right now. <laughs> you know you start trying to justify yeah, in your head all the reasons yeah. that you shouldn't rationalize <laughs> like well you know I, I it's the holidays ain't nobody gonna judge oh me yeah if I it's the holidays pounds. is a big one yeah Ooh. it's the holidays oh, oh my goodness. before we get too far away from uh the political correctness talk though one thing i wanted to ask you about is if you had heard about the situation that happened a couple of days at reed college no. Yeah, Reed College is a school in southeast Portland, so already we're in trouble. Yeah. Um, I know the history of Portland, so yeah, we of Oregon. I know its history. Okay. I yeah. I see. This is my history with Oregon. I used when I first started doing the road, which is probably about ten years ago now, or maybe even maybe even eight years ago, seven years ago, something like, no, probably 10. When I first started doing the road, especially like opening, you know, just going out as a guest set, that kind of stuff. Um, And I always used to have fun in Portland and Oregon in general, Uh, even though like quite a bit. Portland's okay. Mm -hmm. It's fine. But it's like when you start getting into the areas outside of Portland, it's like, uh, yeah, it's looking a bit deliverish. Well, yeah, there, yeah, that's the here. thing. It, it, it's kind of rednecky. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. actually, very rednecky. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, yeah. Like you're just waiting, just to like pass by, and it's some man just strumming on a banjo. Yeah, because I did a lot of Roseburg like and <laughs> around here. Yeah, that, <laughs> definitely the vibe in certain areas. But I always had fun out there, even though I had to learn to like adjust my act in certain ways. Because um, certain areas they didn't have a big Latino population, yeah. so in those areas I couldn't do certain jokes that were kind of Latino specific. And so reading it, the room, man, that's a pro. That is a pro. Well, you just had to, you know, because if not, you were just going to eat it. And so I got used to that. And then Portland, which, you know, occasionally I'd get to do some Portland stuff. And that was always great. But now they've turned so politically correct in Portland specifically that um, at this college, because Portland has been this way for a couple of years now, where it's just been so uptight. And I go there 
um, not too long ago. I was there maybe last last year around this time. And uh, I just bulldozed them, and it was fun. It was super fun. Like, the audience loved it, but it was just, like, one of those things where, like, last night here in Pasadena at the Ice House, I was doing the open mic, and I said something about trans, and then this girl, I thought she said yes, because I said something, and I said, and this girl said yes, and then... um, I looked at her and she was kind of a politically correct looking type, you know, uh, like a hipster type. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, oh, I appreciate your probably support. Need, probably wore glasses that weren't even prescription. Oh, yeah. She was <laughs> definitely <laughs> wearing glasses. I didn't even have lenses shirt. in the damn frame. Just <laughs> uh, 80s vibe, you know, that uh, kind. Yeah. And so. You know, she was born in like 96. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, young kid, and she was a young girl, and so I was like, I was like, I appreciate your support, and she was like, I said yikes, and then I was like, oh well, either way, this is gonna happen, and so that's right. All the comics start laughing, and then I just continue doing what I'm doing. But Portland has turned like a similar way, Um, and what happened was in Southeast Portland, the woman who actually made. The movie Boys Don't Cry. Okay, okay. I remember that movie. I, I like that movie. Yeah, for anybody that Hillary maybe... Hillary Swank. D- yeah, Hillary Swank. Yeah. She got an Oscar for it, I believe. Yeah, that, that was the movie that put her on the map and like erased all traces of that Karate Kid movie she did. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Until I just bought it up. Yeah, and- she really... <laughs> she really could have gone down a bad road there with oh, that. Man. Not, But you want to know what's so funny? Now, if they would have made that, that movie was ahead of its time. If they'd have made it now, that movie would have like easily did a hundred million dollars in the box office. Oh yeah, but it, like you know, huge movie as far as like for the trans community and the LGBT no, community. No, I, I was talking about the Karate Kid movie. Oh yeah, 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 like because you <laughs> Cause know she's a female and, yeah. protagonist and all this stuff, and you know the man and yeah, know, that that movie would have yeah. Yeah, now it definitely would have been with the with the feminist level or feminist uh, crowd. It definitely would have been good. But like with the uh, Boys Don't Cry situation, what happened was this filmmaker went to Reed College to go talk to them. And um, her name is Kimberly Pierce. Okay. And she got they decided to protest her and shout her down. She got called a cis white bitch. What? (laughs) (laughs) Which always makes me laugh when somebody gets cussed out like that. Just just hearing somebody get called the white bitch. (laughs) (laughs) It's the best. It's the best. Oh, man. There's a part of me that's root like feels bad for her, and there's also a part of me that's rooting there's for them. A part of me like, you- yes, yes, embrace <laughs> it. <laughs> you, you like Lord, Lord Emperor Palpatine and everything. Yes, yes, embrace <laughs> the hate. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm definitely. Uh, but of course, she's claims to be mixed race, which I have no problem believing. Oh, she's Rachel like, Dolezal. She's Latina and white. Oh, so, oh, oh, yeah. Oh, so, so y'all's Rachel Dolezal. <laughs> yeah, she's. She's the Rachel Dolezal of the Latino community, <laughs> quite possibly. Uh, but so they were mad at her because uh, they thought that she should have used a trans actor at the time. <sighs> the movie was made in 1999. I don't even think there were any trans actors that no. were active or, you know, yeah. active, allowed to be in. I don't even know what it would have just like been that. like three. It would have been like Chi Chi LaRue, Divine and RuPaul. Like that would have been. Yeah. And all of those are drag queens, <laughs> yeah, you know, like that no, would have no. been it. 
you know what I'm saying? Yeah, they're definitely not. It's, so it's like these people are retroactively upset. And I don't get that. It's like, you know, that. No, I, I just don't get it because the whole situation with Mark Ruffalo. Which is the Mark Ruffalo situation? Where he was casting this movie and it was this outrage because yeah where he didn't he he instead used matt bomer i know what you're talking about yeah. now. yeah and they thought he should have hired a trans actress yeah yeah i don't know what's going on and, I, and i'm just like you know what what if there were like with the boys don't cry thing there were no trans actresses really around that you could have used like and and then what like would you would it been okay to just sacrifice the message and the art to pacify and placate a few pissed off people from the transgender community like yeah and the movie wouldn't have had the effect like the fact that it was hillary swank really helped the movie out yeah she set it off yeah, and I, I thought she was great for even being open to that because at that time it wasn't nearly as accepted. No. She, I'm sure, had no idea she was going to get an Oscar for it. I would imagine that her agent probably was like, do not do this or this yeah. doesn't sound like a good idea. Yeah. So It may hurt your future opportunities or you might get typecast. Yeah. You know? She's like, now I'm going to be a lesbian for the rest of my life yeah. or a trans man <laughs> in every movie I do. Which is the way people. Her wardrobe is gonna be like Doc Martens in a flannel shirt, just like (laughs) from now on. Yeah, they always come in with the same thing. Just take her some jeans. Yeah, give her a butch look. Yeah, put her in a wife beater (laughs) under the flannel shirt. You know, just have it open. (laughs) Yeah. So I don't know what these people, what their point is. Like everything seems to be such an outrage now that I just can't get behind it. And a lot of people get mad at me, but it's. Like, I just can't support it. No. And, and I, you know what? I, I I agree with you that the fake outrage movement's got to stop. Mm-hmm. It, to me, you know, and this is my personal opinion, the whole fake outrage movement, it ended the day Trump got elected and you found out that, like, over 56 percent white women voted for him versus like 42% or 40 something low 40s for Hillary. Yeah. Like you mean to tell me everybody was so outraged about his whole grab him by the pussy and you know this whole like oh my god and he's a rapist and everything but yet you still voted for him. Yeah and it was like 30% of um, the Latinos that voted voted for him. Yeah I seen that. So, I seen that. You know and supposedly we're all self-hating because I voted for Trump and it really is because I know that there are certain problems within my community and uh, if somebody's going to get rid of some of that or <laughs> at least make an effort towards it. You know he is. Yeah. <laughs> you know he, and, cause he, he don't give a damn like I always tell everybody you ever want to really check the pulse and really know what's going on in this country and society, like unfiltered, get an old rich white man and just let him start talking. Mm-hmm. Don't say shit. Just let him start talking. And just let him run his mouth and you will find out everything. When he said about the system being rigged and about like, yeah, I know it's rigged because it's rigged for my benefit. It's like, 
That man's like $5 billion strong. I think <laughs> he knows what he's talking about. Yeah, and people just wouldn't get that. Like, people would not, will not listen to you on that. Instead, they'll tell you you're an idiot. And it's like, wait, I'm an idiot. Why? Because I'm telling you where to listen in order to figure out. Because a lot of people, in my opinion, need to pay attention to the fact that if you listen to the opposition, and I mean truly listen to them, you can figure out what your strategy is going to be. With the Hillary people exactly. and the Bernie people, there was too much kind of blind hate where they wouldn't even listen. And it's like, even if you completely 100% disagree, at least listen so you know how to strategize. Yeah. You know what I called it? And I, I, I made a mention of it right after he got elected. Overweening arrogance. Mm-hmm. The Hillary people and the Bernie people they had this whole overweening arrogance about it. Like, well, you know what? It's in the bag. You know, we got this. Mm-hmm. You know what? And and Hillary, she, from what I seen, she was like, you know what? My only real competition is the Bernie people. Yeah. If I can beat Bernie in this primary, this is in the bag. And I'm like, uh, no. Didn't you just see... This motherfucker come from out of a field of like 200 Republicans and kicked all. This man beat the bushes in yeah. a primary. That should have legitimized him. And he beat the decent Bush, the one that has his head screwed on straight. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't beat the fuck up who was president like eight years. Absolutely no charisma, though. Jeb Bush, like, no, I'll oh, never oh. forget the Please clap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Please clap. And he was. It was like he, you know, somebody wrote the speech and it was like at the bottom in parentheses, <laughs> wait for applause. And when it didn't come at the time, he panicked. It was like, please clap. Yeah, well, that was. <laughs> and the he crescendo. said it such in a hang dog pathetic way, like, please clap. Like he was begging. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, I'm sure in his head, Trump was just going through, like, you know, oh, he's going to rip me for this one. I just love, and Trump, I I just loved it because Trump literally, Trump pretty much beat their ass roast battle style. It wasn't even policies. He just got up there and talked cash money shit. Yeah. And roasted every last one of them. Little Marco, Crooked Hillary, Lion Ted, you know, like, he just ran through, like... You know, look at the, his man. Look at his wife. His wife. His wife too ugly for him to be president. He ain't got nobody. Look at his kids. His kids are fat. I think this one's over here. This kid's a punk. You know, yeah. Like, each time everyone is like, "Oh my God, he's the worst person in the world." And then I was like, "Oh, he won that one." Oh, he's yeah, like, you know, like, he's the God, it's like, damn, he is rattling off all these wins like shit. Yeah, and that's what I kept telling people, too, and they wouldn't listen to me. This is why I was such an I told you so just for a day or two after because it was like you better I, than me. I'd be like that for six months. Like <laughs> I I would just randomly tweet shit for the next twit six months. Like I told you so. <laughs> like I told you so. I told you. You so. know, for me, the biggest thing was as far as all that went, I really did keep trying to help. Yeah. Like, because nobody has listened to me when I've said it any of the times I've said it. Technically, I should be on the left. The fact that I'm not on the left should tell you how bad the left has messed up, how far gone they are. And you know what? You aren't lying about that one one bit. This is like when 
she got up there when she won a nomination. Mm-hmm. Like it, and, and the way she won it was under suspect circumstances. That does not help her credibility whatsoever that she was going to be an honest, you know, above board candidate. It's like, no. And I mean, it was just, again, just a whole arrogance. That arrogance turned off middle America. Yeah. The Southerners. Even some of, like, the East Coast elites, it turned them off like, no. Yeah. Yeah, and the, it the one of the things that bothered me the most is that if you were to say what you just said in front of a hardcore Hillary supporter or most Hillary supporters, they would tell you that that was all a bunch of rhetoric and technically she wasn't dishonest at all in the way she dealt with Bernie. Yeah, and it's have. like it's like yeah, they 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 had they ran an investigation, mm-hmm. you know. What I'm saying they found proof that you know, and it's like no, she was very dishonest. Yeah, even the emails that she keeps trying to redirect, which I get. Like if there's a hacking problem coming from another country, that is something we need to work on. But at the same time, that doesn't completely discount what was in the emails. We still exactly. should have paid attention. To and that. that's what it was. A lot of people were like, "Well, you know, that's what it was." You know, hey, you know. Don't, don't, hey, and you know, when you would try to bring up the point, like, well, you know, it had some uh, sketchy shit up in those emails. Oh, well, found, you know, she was cleared, like, no, you look at, there was a reason that shit was, was hacked and leaked. Yeah. There was a reason. Yeah, and even with, like, and it's, I hear, still hear people saying this, like, and in jokes, that Hillary is just, you know, a grandmother that couldn't Ugh. figure out technology. And it was like, really? Are we really going to pretend that Hillary is just your average grandmother that can't figure out how to use an email? Yeah, Hillary ain't exactly in the kitchen baking apple pies on a Sunday and shit. Exactly. And playing solitaire. Waiting for the stew. You know yeah, what this wasn't, it wasn't like she just jumped out of the kitchen to run for yeah, president. Yeah, for real. Like, she ain't, you know, going in her purse, handing out goddamn, like, spearmint and juicy fruit. So, like, yeah. You're not going to catch her with butterscotch. Exactly. <laughs> the Secret Service holds it for her. Exactly. <laughs> like, it was just, you know, that, and, and people, whatever they say that, I'm just like, you know what, just get over it. You know, like, she... She wasn't like I said it when it came to those two. I was like, we're fucked. You know, if it came down to that, like, ooh, we, we, we have, first off, we have a reality television star mm-hmm. who lies about his wealth every five seconds. Like, I'm not even gonna lie. Like, Donald Trump could be like, Donald Trump's like the niggas that I grew up with. Like, he, <laughs> lies and just like stunts the hoes like how, how rich he is uh-huh. and he's lying and shit yeah baby i'm worth 20 billion and you know he's really got like <laughs> you know what i'm saying like you know like the like the dudes that you know drive lexuses and shit and come to find out it's their mama car yeah or they drive like the beamer but their he's house worth is two shit. billion but in debt to for five billion you know Ooh, like that kind yeah, of thing going yeah, on yeah, yeah that, or you're just kind of like that's that white people shit i'm talking like black dude like yeah he drives a lexus or a benz but like he lives in a shitty house or he lives in a projects like the 
the car is literally worth more than the house. Like, oh, <laughs> that's big in the Latino community too. There's oh. a lot of Latinos driving uh, Escalades, Y'all living got with their that parents. Too. <laughs> yeah, living with the parents. And okay, see, and I just thought that was just some hood shit right there. That okay? Yeah, hoods hood. Either way, whether it's a I Latino hood, black, black brown, hood, it's still, I, yeah, hood it's, barrio. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's still the same shit. No matter how you shit pronounce it. Yes. Yeah, and if more. Like the Hillary supporters had been at least open about that because I knew other Trump supporters when people would bring up the um, bankruptcy and all that kind of stuff. Like other Trump supporters that I would talk to would just be like, yeah, that happened. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, to completely deny it. So one of the other things that I always try to explain to people uh, when it came to Trump and Hillary was I would rather have a president that we're going to completely scrutinize every single move. We're going to look at every single thing they're doing than one that people just blindly trust. Those are the ones that are scary. Yeah. Those that like everybody thinks that no matter what they do as, as presidents, like they just walk on water. Yeah. Like, uh, the, those are the ones that you find out when after it's out of office, it's like, yo, this motherfucker was like gun running in Nicaragua and like, you know, was killing little school kids in Africa and all kinds of shit. Bill Clinton himself, for as much as everybody Ooh. loved him, including me. Like, and I still don't think it's not like I think he was a terrible president. He, you know what? And, and I, 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 I'm going to say this for me personally. Like, I grew up in a family. That loved Bill Clinton. Mm-hmm. And you know, just black folks loved Bill Clinton. Yeah. But me, I always as I as a and you know, as a kid, he got elected. I was a kid. Yeah, me too. And you know, it was just like as I got older, I'm like, was he really all that awesome? I'm like, this motherfucker, like, okay, he he cut a lot of job programs, you know, for the hood. He he had like you know, all these, and, and when he did the welfare reform, you know, he took a, he cut a, out a lot of social programs and put out this tough on crime bill that like locked up damn near everybody in my uh-huh. family. You know what I'm saying? And I'm just like, you know, like, was he really all this great? You know, and like, I, you know, one thing I give him that is a charismatic man yeah jesus christ like he could he could sell ice to an eskimo he could sell fire in hell you hear me yeah and he really did even though this is going to sound stupid to some people he really did help america as a brand yeah he did so as far as a country maybe not as much as he gets credit for but as a brand oh yeah he did us a world of good so he made us look good and he yeah he was like damn that that you know, and he had that southern drawl, and you, you know how you doing. And he could play doing. the saxophone, yeah, and, and he, he knew how to give an interview. Yeah, and he was yeah. able to answer the boxers or briefs question yeah. without, you know, turning into an uptight. Like, how dare you ask yeah, me that? He, he was, was like, fun uh-huh, about it. What do you think? Whatever you want to be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so I think he was cool and stuff like that. But as far as you know, people just don't want to. Didn't really want to question him because it was unpopular to not like him or to really say anything bad about him as far as the general public went like politicians are always going to take swipes at each other oh yeah but as far as they're like comics (laughs) you know like i don't just like go back and forth and you know i know i'm guilty of it too you know what i'm saying like if it's a comic you know what i'm saying that 
you know, I know it's shitty or, you know, I know they're stealing their material or I know something, I'll take a swipe at them in a heartbeat. Oh, like, yeah. Uh, because, you know, you're doing a disservice to other comics, yeah. you know, and, and, but, to the, and to the game itself. And you see it all the time, you know, people will take somebody down for saying something on stage and then Louis C.K. will say something very similar or in some cases, quote unquote, worse. Yeah. And everybody's okay with it. Yeah, he, he gets the, the pass. Yeah, you know, so it, it's, it's like... Okay. And I, I've seen that, you know, and mm-hmm. I, I've seen that from comics to where, like, you know, the big comics will say it, and it's fine, and, you know, and, and even then, I've seen some big comics say some shit, and everybody got outraged, like Chappelle, yeah. when he said what he said, and, you know, he didn't just vilify Trump mm-hmm. automatically... Like, you know, they tried to have the rumblings about him. But I'm like, that's Chappelle. You know, you. Oprah got called a coon. Yeah. You know, I know that she's not a comic, but Oprah, they went after Oprah just for saying that after um, Trump met with Obama and they had like a good meeting, she said that she could at least see hope or she at least had hope. And. She got called all sorts of names, and everybody talked to her, and it's like every name but the child of God, huh? Yeah. So what? Are is no? Are we just all supposed to sit and think about how horrible and live in impending doom for this entire four or eight years, whatever it turns out to be, yeah. just because a certain group isn't happy about it? And see that 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 goes hand in hand with what we've been talking about the whole outrage culture and all this PC culture. This is very dangerous mm-hmm. because there's a lot there's a fine line between PC culture and fascism. Yeah. You know, and you know this stuff like I'm sure you're you're familiar with Orwell's 1984. I am familiar with it although I have to be completely honest I have not read it. I'm just familiar with what it is and well in the book you know, uh, it's been some years since I read it, but it's pretty much like think speech or thought speech. Mm-hmm. And like where, you know, if you say certain things or certain trigger words or phrases, you know, they pretty much like people like will lock you up or, you know, they, they this these people would come for them and they would pretty much just censor them and send them off to these camps. You know, like, and everybody had to say nice, sweet words. Nobody could have independent thoughts. Nobody could have, it, you know, anything without it, you know, just being punished. And it's becoming very Orwellian, and that's dangerous. Yeah, well, that's why I couldn't side with the left. I really could wanted to do everything in my power to make sure that they did not win because I felt like, if Hillary had become president, that's really the way that we were going to go. Yeah. Like, that's what, like, you know, I'm tired of this, fe- what's calling itself feminism these days. That I'm tired of. I think it's just a oh, rebranding. You mean, you mean the white wine? Exactly. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I oh, think it's man. just a rebranding. It's just a re, it's just a way for a lot of white people to still stay in charge. It's just now yeah, we're going to turn it over supremacy. to the women. Instead of the men doing it now, you're right. They are stupid. They're terrible. Let us be in charge. Bitch, where were you? Yeah. Where were you when everything was going down so terrible? Yeah. And I get it. You couldn't vote. But, like, that seems to be really the main thing that they had against them. I, you, you know what? And I tell 
see, and that's my thing. I, I'm against the whole feminist movement. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm all for women's rights. Mm-hmm. I'm all for equal rights amongst the genders. Mm-hmm. I really am. But I, as a black male, will never praise feminism because mm-hmm. I know its roots and its origins. I know the whole feminist movement sprang up in protest to the Emancipation Proclamation and blacks getting the rights to vote. You know, a lot of people don't understand that, you know, when black people became enfranchised and they were given the rights to vote after the Civil War and whatnot, white women all over the country became pissed off and were like, so you give these blankety blank blankety blanks, Mm -hmm. you know, you fill it in the right to vote over us white women. And they were like, well, we're not going to stand for that. And then that's where the whole women's rights and suffrage came in. And, you know, then, you know, like I can just go on and on. You know, I I could break this down for you, you know. Yeah, all the way around. That's why I'm not doing like even because I'm the same as you are when you talk about feminism and women's rights. I feel the same way with trans rights and stuff like that. But yeah. when it comes down to it, you as a white man are not going to put on a dress and now tell me what to do because you're a woman. Exactly. That's not going to happen. Exactly. And you know, want to know what's so funny, man, is that a couple weeks ago, I had a transgender heckle me mm-hmm. at a show and literally get up and try to physically attack me, physically assault me. I tell you why. Earlier, and this was at keynote, by the way. <laughs> Why? <laughs> of course, it would be at keynote. <laughs> of course, it would be. Would it be anywhere else? I wanted keynote? to hear this story because I saw you posted it on Facebook, but you know, you <laughs> can only post so much on Facebook, so I didn't get the the details. Oh my goodness! So you know, before I got there, apparently, the trans male was drunk had been drinking had been like throwing him back okay so she he is her trans female trans male uh male to female okay so boy to girl okay born a girl now a man born a man now a girl okay now okay all right so trans woman yeah trans how so you say trans woman yeah Okay. okay. See, See, and like that's another thing. That's like, that, people would get so offended by that, but it's just like it's confusing for some people. Some people haven't been around it forever. Like yeah, you know, like, yeah. I've just been hanging out with the trans girls. They since they don't you know early nineties. Like, honestly, just growing up. Yeah, like, early nineties. We call- <laughs> <laughs> like early nineties. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, man. That's. That's before they even had nice terms for them now. That's what I tell everybody. And people get mad at me and tell me I'm being transphobic. It's like, I'm not being transphobic. I'm being historically accurate. I remember when I was a kid, and like I said, we didn't... You know what we called them? Mm -hmm. Punks. Yeah. That's what we called them. Yeah. Every... Everybody in my family. And people who... They even called themselves punks. Uh You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, you know, you see a dude... Who's transgender? Oh, hey, that's a punk right there, yeah. and that's it. You know, and it's just like, oh, they'd be like, yeah, I'm a punk. Uh-huh. Show him, you know, and like that's we didn't have trans man, trans woman, female to male, male to female. 
I didn't hear those terms until I moved to California. The, also, sissies. Yeah. That wasn't uncommon at all to be yeah. like, oh, that's a sissy in that yeah. dress. Yeah. And just be like, yeah. Uh huh. That's, that's a sissy. Yeah. <laughs> that's what it is. I, I, I remember that. <laughs> I remember that, man. Like, I, it, and it's funny, man. Like, I just remember as because I have a young, my younger brother's gay. Uh huh. And he's out. He's out and proud. And it's like, you know, I just remember even as kids, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, he would, you know, refer to himself as a sissy. Mm hmm. Or, you know, he'd be like, I'm such a sissy. And it's just like, okay. And even, even like dudes who weren't necessarily gay were called sissies. Yeah. Like it was any guy who had like effeminate traits. With the guy that they called Sissy Moreno. Like that was really what they all called him. And he wasn't supposedly gay or whatever. You know, was it okay to be gay? But they all just called him Sissy we, Moreno. That's, that's <laughs> a, dude, we had this guy in high school. That he was we, we he was known as a sissy. I mean, like he would get manicures, pedicures. Mm -hmm. He wore makeup, all like all kinds of little stuff. He was, but he was fucking so many dudes' girlfriends on the side. It was fucking. It was like when it finally came out, cause like one day he just said fuck it, and something happened. And he just, because some dudes were fucking with him, and he just spill it, started spilling it all out. I'm talking like pictures, notes, letters. And so it was like a bunch of dudes going around, yo, did you fuck so-and-so too? Did he <laughs> I seen you hanging around him two Thursdays ago. Like, you... <laughs> Like y'all went out for petties. That's really what happened, right? Like <laughs> that's what people won't acknowledge, though, is that like this stuff has all been around, and the different degrees of it has all been around forever. It's just people weren't politically correct about it. You could say whatever, and there's nothing wrong with being historically accurate or saying yeah. this is what it was when I was growing up. Yes, we have transitioned into another part where we're a lot more accepting. Yeah, but like you know, when I hung out with the trans girls, it really was hard for them in a lot of like in a lot of cases like most of the girls i knew were prostitutes and not because they wanted to be because they had to be they had to and cause... they would supplement that with their crazy checks they would get the gr checks because yeah. you know and so that was the whole that was the hustle yeah and if they wanted yeah. to work a regular job what they had to do was if they were you know now trans women what they would do was they had to like push down their chest yeah. like put on a binder put on, yeah that ace bandage and all that yeah. stuff yeah and put a ponytail so that they would look like a quote-unquote man again yeah. and you know you'd see these strange looking men working you know crappy jobs with no eyebrows and stuff like that that really lived as women for the I, most part I, I i i laugh that you say that because you know and just disclosure me growing up in new orleans man and you know New Orleans is one of the most gay friendly places mm -hmm. like that you that that it, it's more gay friendly there than it is here in certain aspects because how you said guys who would have to get jobs here they would have to uh, no no we had big ass sissies in full <laughs> regalia yeah like i you you had like i shit you not you would have big ass Rolando McLean looking niggas. <laughs> like I'm talking six fold two fifty working at Circle K and shit. He got his hair all done, long ass Janet Jackson box braids, 
And this motherfucker's got on a goddamn like Circle K vest, smocking shit with some fucking juicy shorts and shit. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Some some pink ass like booty shorts that say juicy on the back and shit. He got on his makeup, his nails, all that shit. You yeah. hear me? He like, I don't give a fuck. Dre- Play it down for what? This is who I am. These motherfuckers knew what I was when they hired me. Yeah, no, and that's where you guys, yeah, you guys were very fortunate for that. And I knew that um, New Orleans has always been known as an anything goes and be who you are yeah, type of thing. that's what it is. I there. was living in Vegas, and people think the same of Vegas, but Vegas was really nothing like that. Vegas is really a... You know, a conservative town that mistakes yeah. itself for a city, or that other people mistake <laughs> for a city. Hey, man, well, you know, you see all the big ass buildings and shit. It's like, oh wow, hey, look, it's a city. But that man outside that strip is bombed the fuck out. You hear me? Yeah. That shit is ashy. Yeah, that's what it is, and especially when you go to North Las Vegas, North oh, Town, yeah. what they call it, like you know, and it was not okay. Like all the trans girls I knew had to work that hustle like that's the reason they were there because you can make more money doing prostitution in las vegas than probably anywhere else in the country yeah and so you know they would live good lives as far as financially Mm -hmm. but as far as what they were going through and a lot of people don't get either that a lot of the girls i knew had been raped on calls you know and like there's no one you can tell because if you go as a prostitute the only difference between rape and turning a trick is you don't get paid that's it and you, that that's it yeah that's it and the cops aren't gonna defend you especially no. when you're trans i once got it's dangerous for like tra- anybody LTBGQ. lgbt yeah yeah all the all the acronyms like uh-huh. you, you hear me you see me over here trying to strain to say it and like it's just dangerous for them in that life because they don't have any protection. Yeah, you know they don't have a legal protection. Mm-mm. They don't have like they are a law unto themselves. Probably like the dude earlier who you know what I'm saying popped his ass then showed me a vest full of steak knives. Yeah, talk about I stay ready. I'm like I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, well sometimes when you see the girls and guys like that that have gone crazy i guess you would say or like completely lost it you do kind of get it because it's like uh they just probably have been through a lot in their life and at at a point you get tired of the struggle the fight yeah and it's dangerous you know for like i said just for a lot of gay and transgender people out it's dangerous yeah and then they got you picking on them at the keynote (laughs) 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 yeah yeah. you gotta tell me the story with the keynote oh jesus so like apparently before i got there he had been hammering them back, and they had a different host than the usual one, and it was the guy's first time hosting and whatnot. Bless his heart, you know. He 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 went back for it too. I I, I love it, and uh, so he got up on stage, made an ass of himself. He tripped, fell over the bar stool. So you know, this is the host. No, this was like. The oh, transgender. The trans- okay. And so the transgender's all, you know, he his pride is hurt. So she he, was trying to do comedy? No, she was just trying to be like, look at me. Ooh, um, I live the nightlife. I like <laughs> the boogie. <laughs> on this disco, all right. <laughs> <laughs> we've, all, we've all had to start dancing on that one. <laughs> yeah, that one. <laughs> There was a dance break. You guys oh, at yeah. home missed it, but oh, there yeah. was a dance Good. break. Hey, hey, shit. Talk dance. I ain't mad at you. Go ahead. You got some rhythm over there. Oh, shit. But yeah, like, 
so I get there, and a lot of times, man, they'll have me go up last or towards the end Mm -hmm. to close the show out strong. You know, sort of like you. I'm not on your level, but, you know, I'm trying to get there. Yeah, no, I know what you're saying. Closing it out. Close it strong. And so, you know, the comic that was before me, you know, bless his heart. He tried to riff. He tried to do a bunch of stuff, went up there unprepared and like pissed off the whole crowd. And so I finally get up there and, you know, I'm just talking about, you know, and I'm getting on to the other comic, you know, tell them like, look, dude, you you're always saying how people don't see you as black, black. And then you launch into like this whole like rant naming everybody Dragon Ball Z characters like that isn't very black at all man what are you doing <laughs> this is why people don't see you as black man like <laughs> what the fuck you just can't be alright you're Krillin alright you're this one you're that one and like you know I'm just like why yeah and uh, that that's not really comedy man like what are you doing and so like I, I start telling him and then all of a sudden I hear back shut the fuck up Black, white, black, white, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, I'm like, excuse me? And you heard me? Shut the fuck up with that shit. It's always that shit with you. And I'm like, hold up. First off, that wasn't me who was up here. I just got up here. I'm like, so you just busted yourself out. Like, wrong black guy. You know what I'm saying? Like, so... And everybody in the audience, the manager, at the, the the bartender was like, they were like, it wasn't him. Uh-huh. They kept trying to tell him that it wasn't him. Uh-huh. And he wasn't hearing it. And then, you know, I'm just like, you know what? Just. I, I At one point, I just kind of like blanked out. I was like, you know what? Fuck you. Sit your ass down. Shut up. Yeah. You're not going to joke police to me tonight kiss my ass Mm -hmm. this is what's wrong with comedy now and all of a sudden she bust out i'll come up there and bend you over and fuck you in your ass and i'm like excuse me i'm like that language is very unbecoming of a lady (laughs) (laughs) aggressive and then you know so then when she then when i seen her getting up I was like, oh, shit, it just got real. So I switched into fucking bouncer mode. I bounced at a strip club when I was in college in the French Quarter in New Orleans. So I just automatically just switched into bouncer mode. Like, okay, it's go time now. Yeah. And I told her, I was like, if you step up on this stage, I'm going to fucking slap them fake titties off your chest, Bruce Jenner. You better (laughs) sit the fuck down. (laughs) Shut all the way up. If you don't like it, there's the fucking door. Leave. Nobody's asking you to stay. And she got up, and it was crazy. Like, she came up on stage to attack me. Uh And I got the mic in this hand. This show you how much she ain't want none, because she came up there. She had her fist cocked all the way back here, but had all this exposed. Yeah. Like, from head to waist. I could have picked my shot. I could have just been with the mic just like, now I see, then I take it back up uh-huh. and just yeah. went back to my shit and it would have been lights out for her. But, you know, I tried to defuse the situation with talk just like, look, just 
says and cool, you know, chill the fuck out. And all of a sudden, like the bouncer, well, it wasn't about it, the bouncer is the bartender, the yeah, bartender. Yeah. Yeah. You know, keynote, the bartender came up and like the, the owner was there. They came up and literally like, you know, grabbed her and kicked her out was like, get your ass out. You got to go. So, yeah. And that's what people really have to remember in those situations. Like you can call yourself whatever you want. And a lot of us will respect you as what you say you are. Yeah. But once you come to attack me, facts are facts and you're a man. Yeah. Oh yeah, use it. That's a dick in your motherfucking pants. Yeah. You were born with a penis. And you got, got man strength. strength. Of, yeah, you've you got, got the man strength, strength of a man. So I'm not gonna act like I've got to defuse this like you're a lady. Like you were great to do that, but like you know, a lot of us would do that if it still was another man. It's it dressed as a man. It's just oh, like yeah. you try everything before, especially once you get to a certain age. Yeah. You try everything you can to defuse it verbally before it actually gets exactly. physical. Now, if she'd have caught me in my early twenties. When I had something to prove, you know what I'm saying? That's I was trying to us. get some rep. Yeah, that's all and of us. And before I was a father, oh, yeah, it had been on and popping. Yeah. It would have been on and popping. I would have beat the brakes off her motherfucking ass. His ass, whatever you want to call him. Yeah. I'd have beat... He, it would have been. It would have had a well whooped ass. Yeah, and at that point, done. you can't. It can't be a hate crime. It's like I hate when people hide behind that. It's like no, that's not what it was. That was you being an asshole. And had you been anybody else, and you're right. At and that see, point, you're not anything but a person attacking me. Exactly. And see, all that started playing in my mind. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh my god, if I punch this transgender out, do you know how many people? Oh yeah, and by the way, the comic that was fucking like made the situation like that in the first place. Uh-huh. This asshole was taping the whole thing and was just like, I point him out. I'm like, that asshole did he go look at the camera like I didn't have nothing to do with him. I'm like, man, get the fuck out of here. Like uh. It's like you know you did this shit, dude. He he's gonna fucking tape the shit. And I'm just like and he fucking put it up on goddamn Instagram, like he he put up that piece of it. And I'm just like if somebody would have seen that video of me punching this transgender out, it would have been like this black dude is beating up on this white girl and yeah. let's lynch him and shit. And it would have been it would have been all out. So did you I, ask him to take it down or did he take it down? Nah, he ain't took it down. Yeah, he ain't took it down. Like because it was just that little piece there and I didn't. And, you know, they see the people getting up. Mm-hmm. And they're, you know, they're separating us and they have me moving back. And you could hear me clearly on the video saying, I'm not being the aggressive party here. You know, I don't want this. Yeah, well, it's, it's <laughs> that's never the case when you're a comic on stage. Well, I wouldn't say never, but it's rarely the case when you're the comic on stage because none of us do want that. No, we, ch- like- we want it at the end of the day. If. I wanted to fight someone. I would like freaking go get my old job back counseling the criminally insane. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? If I wanted a fight, you know, or I'd go back to working security at a strip club. Yeah. I would do those things. I wouldn't be a comic. Yeah, none of us would. It's And it's not the result we want ever when the situation gets out of hand like that. It's... um. 
you know, you can handle that situation the way you want to. I personally would ask that comic just to take it down. I mean, like, you know, yeah. I just, I don't, I, it's one of, I don't like that everybody wants to record everything now. Yeah. It's like, let's it's that world that star. Yeah. That we're living in that world star age, man, where it's like everybody wants that world star hit. Yeah. Let's just leave that in our memory and yeah. let it. That, that'll be a story. Yeah. Amongst us. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no. Um um yeah. But and yeah. You want and, and the crazy thing, so you know, me being I don't know why. Sometimes I, I feel like I, I actually had a couple comics, Alex being one of them, telling me sometimes I'm too nice for my own good. So what I did was that I went out to try and talk to the transgender and uh-huh. ask them why did they do this. And like I, I went out and asked them like what what's the problem like why did you do this and they went on this rant about well you know every damn time you know and oh i'm transgender and i was like but nobody attacked you for being transgender and i said you were the aggressor who who and every, the the bar manager everybody had to come out but like you were the aggressor he didn't say anything yeah. You know, it wasn't him. And like, you're making it this issue. And one thing that struck a chord with me was that I tried to tell the transgender, like, look, I'm a black male. I have it rough. I know what it is to have it rough. And she said, no, you don't. <sighs> exactly. And I was like, trust me. We have it worse than you do. And she was like, no, we have it worse than you do. And I said, trust me, the day the police start blowing away transgenders, like unarmed, is the day you will see a lot of legislation in this fucking country. If if they had a rash of transgenders, like this epidemic of transgenders being gunned down by the police, they would enact some kind of legislation to protect them so quick. No one would be saying... What did that transgender do to deserve it? Now they would. Back in the day, they would have done that shit and nobody would have known. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, it would have been like, you know what, just. (laughs) It's unfortunate, but. (laughs) We just got to cover it. Suicide. Yeah. Yeah, There you go. (laughs) Suicide. But yeah, you're right. Nowadays, it would turn into a hole. It would not be anywhere. Like Like Dave Chappelle even has a bit about it. Like if they started shooting down transgenders and shit, you would see niggas walking around in purses in high heels. Nigga, I hope my shoes are back. <laughs> so ridiculous. But but that's the thing. And I'm just like, are you see and and are you seriously saying that you have it worse than me? I'm like, there's no way impossible. And it's like I'm not trying to sit here and argue who has it the worst. But it's like Let's be real here and cut it out. You were just an asshole that got up and shot your mouth off, heckled me on stage, and you realized you were wrong, and now you're trying to play the, oh, I'm being discriminated as against a transgender card. Yeah. You're trying to play that one. Well, that's kind of where everybody is now, just complete. Everybody's the victim, so... Where can people uh, find you? Where can... um do you have a website? Do you, uh, you can, I, I'm on social media at Instagram, uh, Facebook and Twitter at ha ha Terrence. 
all one word, H-A-H-A-T-E-R-R-A-N-C-E. And my comic page, Terrence Washington Comedian, that is T-Wash Comedy. And you can, uh, like, stop there for, like, any show show times, dates, anything like that. All right. I'll make sure to put that on the description for the uh, SoundCloud. And also, I'll put as much of it as I can on Facebook, as much of that. Um, I appreciate it. And by the info. way, look, I just want to say thank you for having me. And I love your interviews. I love the SoundCloud. I listen. You probably see me liking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have seen you like. Yeah, I have all seen of you them. Like. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, what the hell? And like, I sit there, I listen to them, like, and they're entertaining. They're engaging, and it's it's something that's needed. Thank you. It really is because it's a it's a dissenting voice. It's an unfiltered, honest voice. Your truth may not be everybody's truth, but you know what? It's your truth, and that's something that's sorely needed in Thank these days. You. At the end of the day, we all got to stay unbothered. <laughs> I know that's right. <laughs> Go ahead. I Good to have it. you, Terrence. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course, yes. No, I'm glad you were able to do it. Everybody, you can find me at AmericasFavoriteFag.com. <laughs> 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 this is... Unbothered by Ty Rivera. Thanks for listening.